0: going to come through, eh? Yeah, compliments, compliments, compliments. Yeah. Have you been getting it? Have been getting them. When, when do you stop saying compliments? Yeah. When, yo, yeah, when does it stop? November. Hello, <laughs> <November. laughs> David. I haven't seen David in a few weeks. How's it, Dad? Welcome back from, from saying literally highscraper. Been sending me skyscraper um, photographs from Shanghai. The future of of architecture is China. Maybe not on test, but definitely on scale. Um, While we were uh, worshiping, just thought to start off by um, having a quick moment together of uh reflection so let's just close our eyes and um the sense that i had was that the thing that for some of us when we when we start in the year we're hoping for a lot of great newness and breakthroughs and like fun and things and whatever acquisitions but really uh, which is great, which are good. Um, The sense I had from the Spirit is that this year for a lot of us is gonna be a year of our inner life, feeding the outer life. And so from within, through the Spirit, we actually bear the fruit. So eight, the number eight, 2018 is about creating. Eight is is the number of creation, but nine is the number for fruit. So I've just done that on you, and uh, just receive an impartation from God right now. I felt like that He was doing it with all of us. It's like that I say, "Yes, God, work on my inner life." Amen. That's something He really wants to do with us this this year: is to be a solid people look at me and know me search me and and know me find me to be who i am you know in that place of your essence and how nice it is to when you've had your own church for a couple of weeks walking on the beach and doing what most of the world does my church out there, me in the forest, me with my dog, me with my sunset, me with my mushrooms, whatever you do, <laughs> to come together and to be in a room and to just experience God's presence together. It's so sweet. So yeah. beautiful. And that, that song that you sang about the oil and the bread making us picture it, it was just so sweet. Just like the sense of like we all have this shared ability to just like, wow, when we're together, God just does something. So it's lovely to be back with you guys. It really is. Okay, so if you have a, um, a Bible, you can take it out. We're going to read out of First Peter, chapter 1. Um, before we read that, I want to read you a quote from a great teacher. His name is Alexander Fenter. Reality, it's a great way to start the year. Reality is what we run into when we are wrong. Isn't that nice? Good. Eh? It's good, eh? Ultimate reality is God and life in His kingdom. An invitation to live and work with Him as perfect love and abundant life. God won't force Himself on anyone. We choose to trust Him as, as reality or we trust ourselves and become God. Creating our own false reality. If we do the latter, we suffer the eternal condemnation and consequences of that. Reality is what we run into when we're wrong. Isn't it a nice thing to be free from that weight of I am okay with being wrong sometimes. God allows us to be wrong. To go like, I thought that was the reality of who you were, but actually I've realized now. And so leading on from what I was talking about, this inner life, I really feel like there's a grounding thing He wants to do in us as a people this year. To live from an inner place of knowing that we know that we know who we are grounded in God. And I just throw it out there that some of you are going to for the first time this year experience contemplative prayer inner meditation moments of enjoyment with God in a way you haven't yet engaging with God that there's a sense of like I just come to be in your presence just because you are amazing and it's, there's a shift for a lot of us to move from learning things to just enjoying Him and, and letting and feed our inner lives so reality is what we run into when we're wrong um, the big thing too I think for a lot of us is Fiona's going to preach next week and I, I, I said to her that's very exciting um, Nina's going to be in the front row she said she's excited about it so and she asked me what should I preach on so I said talk about Jesus that's what we always do every week every week <laughs> and why it matters because when we start out we say like, what am I going to hold on to kind of in, a, in a flow this, this next chapter and you know what's actually happening all the time is we changing the scriptures, God, Jesus, he's not changing we changing around him and I just want to remind you that what actually happens is we change he's doing something he is someone, he's established in his, in his place and it frees us to realize that we are just changing all the time if we're open to it come closer to him, to get more in touch with him, to let go of some stuff we should have let go of a long time ago Um, to fire an idiot that shouldn't be working for you, do whatever kind of change you need to make what does Elon Musk say about firing people? I love that one, it always comes to mind in the wrong times like now (laughs) Um, every day that you haven't fired someone you should have, whatever it's great (laughs) one one of those late night tweets that he sent out yeah. Jeez, I've said way worse things, so that's nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. Wait, I've got three pages here, let's see. Let's see what we get into. So we Jason and I recently moved and um, a little I think it's called an analogy. I only did English until my essay trick Which isn't worth much now, they're pushing them through. It used to be used to be no they are I've got it on firm authority from someone in education they're nudging them a lot of them so we were moving and we uh, it's called an analogy we were throwing I was throwing (laughs) it is it yeah picture so so we had we had this this dumping ground in our loft in the attic with all the uh, empty appliance boxes And I'm talking about like five years of Americanism just flipping whenever you buy something you just consume and you just put the box there and you come later it's quite overwhelming to see these boxes that we had to now throw away and it used to be a thing that you kept the box for the guarantee and I think now we don't have to do that anymore after the Consumer Protection Act we didn't know letting you just go home and throw them away. Yeah, or take them to Woodstock Recycling. Yeah, as well. They always break on the 13th month. But so we had all these boxes and I had to throw them away. And uh, as I was taking these boxes, not, not very Japanese about it, but just taking the boxes and getting them to the truck, I just had this connection with these things. I could just, wow, I remember when I just, that was a nice like, build up to getting that or you know that feeling i'm talking about you like maybe the closest thing for many of you is, is your second lab your phone you see your old first iphone 4 box i remember wow when i opened that iphone <laughs> first time i would experienced that iphone packaging remember? you know what i'm talking about for dharma's iphone 2 he was the first it's, we have done a, a survey he was the first one that i know got an iphone and I want to tell you guys just quickly, this is a classic sidetrack because it's in the church. They <laughs> cut a hole in a Bible, okay? And they sunk it into the book and they closed the Bible and they snuck it into South Africa from the States without no. having to pay the duties. And that was the first phone Dom had for six years. <laughs> All, books. You cut off the Bible. All books. Anybody here uh, want to go and reclaim duties with interest? It wasn't a Bible, it was a Dallas Moulard book. Okay? So uh, we used, to, okay, we, there was the percentage. But it could have basically been. True story. Except for, the, except for the Bible part. And you remember that connection you had with the box? Because well, it was beautiful, this thing. And I mean, I, we, had, we had too many, a lot. Some of them were just like, oh, just whatever, like a ceiling fan or whatever. But then there was like the things that I liked, you know, like my Makita drill box. It's like one of my favorite things that I use all the time. I was just like, yes, that was awesome. i got this box. And I opened it and i got this drill and I'll still use that. And, it was, and I, I'm so glad I bought well. And I, all these like thoughts came through my mind. I'm like, yes, you've done well here. <laughs> you know that feeling? Maybe. Some do. I don't know. So maybe the kind of things that I'm thinking of were good quality things. Is anyone relating to this analogy? Anyone? yeah does anyone have a place like this yeah. new, shoes. new shoes brad's there i'm gonna run comrades i've just bought those shoes it's assets it's that kind of thing yeah and you think back and, and they're still working and they're amazing it's just like that's yeah and then we just like i dumped like a whole bucky load of boxes just and that was it the end of the analogy so let's move on <laughs> So let's read First Peter. I'm reading out of the ESV, and Dave, I just want to let you know if you didn't know you've been looking for your Bible. It's over there. It's been was yeah the whole holiday. I don't know what you were doing while you were in China. Um, I saw you last week, and I thought four weeks, Dave. It's long, don't worry. Oh, but you went to China. You didn't want to take it. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Good one, there. Good one, good one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I
1: wasn't Yeah, I didn't,
0: didn't need to cut out an iPhone XS. It's in the Bible. Hua I
1: was
0: trying to gather myself on one Peter. Um, I printed my notes and, I, and uh, the printer didn't do the bolding, so I've lost all the points I was going to make. No, I'm just teasing the, the, the thing that I forgot to say was why I was just remembering was this is the, the scripture that I read at Ed's memorial on Friday and I was just thinking in this chaos of starting here today that we didn't mention Ed so if those of you didn't know Ed I kind of get a sense that most of us would have known Ed We had a really nice service for him on Friday, and yeah, it was really moving. And then Luke went on Saturday and the family were just so grateful. Obviously, I think as time goes on, keep sharing the stories of his life. Obviously, we will. But uh, one of the things that I think we have to do is have a retelling the night sometime, story night, and all tell some stories again, like one evening, and get Lynn to come at his memorial she was telling us the story of her favorite experience with ed about this this thing this persona that he put on vernon and it was just hilarious and um yeah i'd like to do that again i'm so grateful to have known him this is a real privilege so let's read first peter i'm starting in verse three and we're going to go up to verse nine blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ According to his great mercy he has caused us to be born again to say born again Amen. born again to a living hope I'm Not going to make you do this the whole time but say living hope Amen. through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading kept in heaven for you who by god's power are being guarded through the faith For salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, in this you rejoice. Though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor to the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you've not seen Him, you love Him. Though you don't don't see Him now, you believe in Him, and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and full of glory obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So the connection to the boxes is that this thing I felt for us as we start a year around inheritance of things that fade, this is things that are undefilable, imperishable, things that, 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 that hold their value beyond some, some time frame. It was something that God wanted to establish in us as a people of getting a sense of the living hope within which we move and have life and have our being. It's a a profound inheritance over us as believers and we we often go into a new year hoping to come into some form of new breakthrough or some form of new fruit or you can call it an inheritance some form of like what's due to me and it's things it's not him and uh I, just, I, I sense that in the Spirit. If you read in, in Jesus, uh, all over the, the Gospels, you can read these different versions, but I took it out of Mark 12. He says, Love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, with all your strength. That's the first commandment. And then the second one is like this. You shall love your neighbors yourself. And there's nothing greater than this. And so this invitation, the first one, to, to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's, it's, there's, there's this... I feel like he's offering us something. He's saying, yeah, I'm going to oversimplify for you. In order to live in a place where you know that you have an undefiled inheritance coming to you, something that doesn't fade, that is of eternal value, just do this. Just do this. That's it. I'm just going to simplify for you. And he makes that like, so clear to us. And I went and looked at a couple of things. And I, I think Gaz will like some of these. Heart is with emotions and feelings, with all our devotions. Soul is with our entire essence. It means loving Him more than your feeling or emotional desire, desire sense. It's actually your essence, when you love with your soul. When you love with your mind, it's, dedic- it's dedicating your mind to knowing Him, thinking clearly and truly about Him, about him. not being satisfied with, a, with merely an intellectual awareness of His attributes, character and act, but intentionally devoting a mental effort to serve these affections. So when you love with your mind, you're intentionally devoting a mental effort to serve the affections that come up with you. You have these feelings, and then you devote a mental effort to go like, okay, let me now devote some effort to these things. And then to love with your strength, in Hebrew that means literally means muchness. In some some translations it says love with all your might. So it says love with all your muchness, which is quite a cool thought. How do you love with all your muchness? I don't know let's move on no it's to love with all your substance your possessions and all that God has given you that's your muchness all your substance your possessions and all that God has given you it's quite freeing and the one thing I read there was from John Piper one of Garrett's old friends so I quoted him he's very dry but you can drink him on some some beliefs so I want to remind you as I said earlier we're changing God's not changing the scriptures aren't changing we change and we come to him. So the other day I was um, having a run and saw these dead trees. And in amongst these dead trees was, were new trees of the same type growing up amongst these trees. And I'm sure you all can picture that. It's another analogy. I like to use analogies. These, this picture of sometimes this dead tree is taking up the space where the new trees are trying to grow up. Make sense? And they're still there and it's like a big trunk. It's probably a indig- uh, non-indigenous invasive species so it's just dominating and taking all the space. And you look at this tree and you think like just fall over and make way. You know what I mean? Because there's beautiful small things battling to find sun and shade. And I just wanted to say to you guys that the, 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 this work in the inner life is letting... Go of the stuff that's strangling those things and actually being willing to say, I'm going to put an axe to the dead trees. Because we live around them. And we try and make place for them. And I... Yeah, so I'll just stop there. That's just quick analogies I do and then it helps you. Yeah. I want to just talk about confession for a little bit. We did this a few months ago and I just want to keep reminding you. The first thing I want to say about confession is that the first confession we make is of faith so you 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 realize that god's been kind to me and you go like wow i believe that and immediately you start to confess your sin because you realize that like your need for that kindness it's like this interchange that happens i just want to read out of romans 9 uh, verse 9 Uh, romans 10 verse 9 because if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. We do a lot of things in our heart that we don't do with our mouths. And I'd love us to become people who start to do more with our mouths of what's going on in our hearts. How then, verse 14, how then will they call on him whom they have not believed? If we don't confess, they're saying, and how are they to believe in him if they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Wouldn't, wouldn't you love it to be said of you that you have beautiful feet? Someone who preaches the good news. Isn't that amazing? The sense of like, that's the person who goes with those beautiful feet and uses them and moves past their stuff and begins to confess their faith in God. And their faith in moments and their faith. In, and so... We confess our faith. And then then also, I'm continuing on this little crusade of mine of of building a culture of us confessing sins to each other as well because I feel like it's going to increase the mental health of this entire church. So let's read about confession of sin. So confess faith, and and that's for the purpose of yourself and for the purpose of others. And then confess sin, which is mostly for the purpose of you realizing that God actually doesn't even know about it. And just not having to take as much medication and being well. So, Confession of Our Sin, I'm reading, I'm reading um, a little abstract from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, this, this one of my really, real heroes in the faith. I read a lot about him. German guy, I think some of you know the story of his life. Confession of Our Sin Before God also acknowledges our very real need for His sanctifying grace. For though we are manifestly set apart as God's children, it's coming from 1 Corinthians we still sin. So even though we're set apart, we, are, we do still sin. Thus, confession is a part of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. That's why he says confession is discipleship. It's this ongoing thing. We confess because we're becoming his disciple. It's an ongoing thing. So it's, it's something that we can't be a disciple without. That makes sense. I want to remind you that the power and the weight of letting light into the dark places is amazing and you stop and go there's things overshadowing me I need to let this thing out and you know I could say to you all right now I could say to you people uh, actually I'm reminded of a story (laughs) oh wait I don't want to make you feel too heavy it will come if I said to you now what are the things that God doesn't like What are the things that are heavy whatever, you immediately, they come, isn't it? And the whole process of discipleship is getting to a place where we come closer and closer to who we are in Christ. That when someone says that the things are fewer, they're not from seven years ago, they're from now, from this morning. They're from just like something silly you did. Because the, the, what is the thing in the basement, in the analogy, one of those analogies? You know, the, the monster in the basement has been let out. The, the big stuff, it's out. Because if I've let light into that area like three, four times already, I've talked that thing out. I'm free of that. I don't <laughs> just weigh on me again, you know. And we have to build a lifestyle of this. Otherwise, we, 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 we're carrying on with these flipping trees, causing us to like, not be able to flourish. These dead trees. So I want to remind you that it literally requires you saying, Okay. I'm going to phone someone. It's going to be hard, but I know that it's worth it. I'm going to phone someone and say, can I meet you? I'm going to do this face-to-face because it's going to be even harder because that's lacquer. And then I'm going to confess something to them. I'm going to tell them. i say, listen, I just need an ear. All you have to do is listen. And then at the end, we can just pray and thank God that there's grace on our lives. That's it. And you feel a million bucks. So don't stop doing it. So, on confession, I want to give you guys a little bit of a challenge for the year. Body, soul, and mind. Make a confession to someone about three things you want to grow in those areas as well. We're not only talking about confessing of sin and letting stuff out. We're talking about putting a stake in the ground in that area. What is it about my body? What is it about my soul? What is it about my mind? These things. How am I going to shift? How am I going to... and and confess it because the moment it's out and then say look um if you don't mind setting a reminder to check in with me on these three things i won't be embarrassed if the reminder goes off in front of me and you look at it and go like oh i've never asked you about this in 11 months but how did it go this year whatever okay challenge accepted sort of not really i don't know anyway it's one of those things you get take it throw it away yeah. You know when you do this, it makes you feel well in our on a long run the other day and he was feeling down and he said, just do this for <laughs> Just did that for like five hundred meters. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's proven.
1: So
0: it's <laughs> yeah. So some of the critics of the faith believe that's what we're doing actually when we're at church. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone need it? I'm releasing that to you again. Yeah. The spiritual life, we're going to start talking about prayer, without prayer, is like the gospel without Jesus. Spiritual life without prayer is like the gospel without Christ. That's one of the founding fathers of the faith, Gregory of Nysa from Cappadocia and I was just loving reading the story of this guy such go and read it on Wikipedia Gregory of Nysa. yeah profound controversial cat Thessalonians 1 uh, 5 talks about praying consistently continually just don't cease just pray And it's for us. And Paul talks about it when when he talks about praying in tongues. We do it actually to build our faith. And I would love us to be moving, as I've been saying, in our inner lives into being people who have a lot of time apart for prayer. Not time where we are away from life, but time in our life that is prayer, in the living that we're doing. That is prayer. Yeah, so... I read this really cool uh, study that someone did on Paul's life and uh, just talking about, if you, he, he put the, the letters that Paul wrote into chronological order. And if you look at the, the way that Paul describes himself, at the start of the letters, he starts out as, as, the, uh, as an apostle. And then his next letter, he introduces himself as like the least of the church leaders. And then he goes down to, I'm a servant, just a servant of Christ. And at the end, he's just a prisoner. It's just this thing. And every time, he's just going down. But the, 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 the beautiful thing is, you can see that as he got wiser in God, as he got discovered more of God, he decreased persona and his thoughts about himself and his position or you know, description. But grace was just elevated. Just like if you go and in, in wow. you know in, in Romans and you just start to he finishes off in Romans and there's this thing is in prison and he's writing It's just profound for us to think about at the start of the year, like what direction are we heading in terms of our desire to to be wise, to discover more of God, to know who we truly are. Are yeah. we like Hoping to be built up alongside the gospel, or we're we hoping to build God up, and just be graciously at the mercy of God along for the ride. You know, just like wow, just want to. So I want to read you something out of a book that I'm reading at the moment. Um, let's do it as a little bit of like a sort of a moment of reflection. So if you want it, you can close your eyes. It's a story about a man who prays. And, really moved me so this nun begins the process of learning to be with God in daily prayer for God's sake not for her own she would kneel next to her bed and begin with a prayer to this effect Lord Jesus I'm not here to ask you for anything just to be with you I want to love you in worship love you in waiting and weeping at your feet I want to be present and attentive to you I want to give you joy and pleasure in this time together Then she waited in silence, eyes closed, focused on God's presence, holding and loving Him in her heart. She began with five minutes of adoring silence. After a few weeks of daily practice, becoming more fully present in Jesus' presence, she gradually extended her times of worship, filled silence to 10, 15, 20, and many more minutes. One day, after years of this practice, she heard someone coming to her door, gently knocking and turning the handle. Not wanting to stop her concentration on Christ's presence, She thought that her sister nun would see her kneeling in prayer and would quietly withdraw, as it occasionally happened. But the person entered the room. A little distracted and annoyed, the nun kept to her discipline, deciding she would keep her eyes closed and not engage this rude sister. Then she became aware that the person was standing behind her. A warm, authoritative presence filled the room. She felt drops of water falling on her head. One or two fell on her forehead and ran down her face, touching her lips. They were salty. A voice spoke. My beloved daughter, I've come to thank you for your love, for washing my feet with your tears of worship. She whispered, Jesus, as quickly and as quietly as he came, so he left. Isn't that amazing? Just listen to that first part how she starts to pray. So she'd kneel down and she'd say, Lord Jesus, I'm not here to ask you for anything, just to be with you. I want to love you in worship, love you in waiting and weeping at your feet. I want to be present and attentive to you. I want to give you joy and pleasure in this time together. Isn't that amazing? Perspective for us as we come to God with our needs most of the time. Or my need to come to God because I have a level of condemnation that I live with and I need to pray. So I better come to you, God, and just even pray about your kingdom. But it's still something I need to do. And we just came to God and said, God, I just want to be attentive to you. I just want to bring you delight. I just want to bring you pleasure right now. But by making a moment where I go, this is it, just for you. Nothing about me. Because of you, because we've discovered something of who he is. So again, there's a stirring happening for all of us of moving into much more freedom in our, in our inner life in God. So I just want to read again out of 1 Peter 5. It says, likewise. Five, uh, chapter 5, 5 to 7. Likewise, you who are younger, be subjected to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. So I'm, rele- I'm releasing that over you guys at the start of a new year. As we humble ourselves before God, He does the exalting. And there's a, there's a lightness on His people to just enjoy the reality that God will exalt us and God will do the thing with us that He wants to do, that He's been doing for all time. And the promises He's spoken and the prophecies we've heard and the things that He said, He will do that as we humble ourselves before Him over and over again. Just make ourselves available to Him. And there's a freedom on us to not, I need to, I need to sit, be in a position, I need to set myself up to get to a place so that I can, in order to... Are you with me that struggling that pushing that i it's like it's the start of something i want to go somewhere with you god and actually just say to me you know what i'm actually just gonna stop and begin to learn how to humble myself that's where we all start like father teach me how to humble myself yeah and that's where the promotion comes because he knows our heart in that place there was a word he, he spoke to me a few weeks back i was visiting our friend gary in port alfred and just this thing, I felt so clearly that we, God's people, need to know that He promotes the ones whose hearts He knows. It's like, sure, you get these other cats who get some stages and they do some stuff and then they fall, but He promotes the ones to f- fully living, to true life, to that wholesome, as Brené Brown would say, wholehearted. Whatever you want to, the terms you want to use, just that well life. Because he, he knows our hearts and we've humbled ourselves before him again and we don't have to strive to do that to do that work so i want to make a couple of confessions to you guys just as we start out some, some things and they're sort of just a, a a quick random collection but just to start um you no know, i still don't see the power of god as i long to and i've got dreams of people seeing people being set free i have this one Recurring picture that God showed me of myself walking on Fairview Avenue and seeing an addict and praying from far off, and the addict is like is set free of the addiction, and it, it, I almost wasn't even involved. I was just distant, and I've got this longing for that level of power, and I still don't see it. Um, the struggle to to carve out this last of prayer that I've been talking about, I often imagine it, and have these amazing things. The reading about this nun is a great great time that she had, and got these amazing things and we moved recently and I've got this new office now and I'm thinking okay yes I've got the chair I've got the flipping everything I've got it all there I've got it all you know what I mean you can get all set you can get a space case and get the whole year going get ready you know it's done it's on I've got the space case we can start and then you just flipping realize you forgot the print or whatever you know and then you end up going and buying print and you never get to pray you know because you need it to you, you yeah yeah, and I picture myself coming out of the desert, like, to meet you guys. It's like this John Baptist just coming out. I've just been in prayer for three hours, and that's who I am. Genuine. This is a confession. I, I would love that you guys would know that, that this person comes out of prayer. That's, I would love. And it's not there, and I, I, I just hope, I'm holding in guard more of that. And another one is, why do some people... Why is it okay for me to, not have comp- to have compassion in some cases and not in others over some people's lives? But obviously, we see that Jesus was moved at certain times different things. I get that. But there's also this place of like saying, God, make me a compassionate wreck. Make me... Nina doesn't like that. Let's throw it <laughs> But imagine... Yeah, it's, too, it's too much. But imagine... This, obviously there's a fuel for that it's like there's a there's a heavenly fuel for that obviously it has to be you know because it's his compassion it's not ours it puts it on us and then there's always grace for what we need so you know quickly work that out and hope you see that it actually could work <laughs> but just imagine we imagine i imagine myself just in this place where no one can pass me and I haven't allowed some aspect of God's heart in this person's life to move me, to be whatever He's being them. I don't know if, if that bothers some of you. it really bothers me that, that, I, that it's OK that I, you know um, people that serve you in whatever, you know, just, just, just letting people, people, us, the image of God, the ones He knows and loves and made in His image and are the desire of His heart. Just pass you by without having a sense of his heart over the lives. bothers me in um, the words of Saint Augustine, he says, You've made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you and uh, as I said to you guys in in that like end of the year little blurb, I wrote just in that one email just about coming out of my own shadows in terms of what God's calling me to, and I think Probably one of the biggest challenges for me is is how to marry this word that he spoke to me of the adventure and excitement I need and want is in the kingdom. How to marry that with wanting a high level of thrill and rush and travel and movement and motion, and not having the pre-life to back it up and to make these connections. It's a big picture that I'm kind of just throwing my whole life at you there. But the. There's this thing, and, and, and as he says, you've made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And I'm really trying to own that and to say, yes, there's a restlessness, but I'm going to find its solution in God. And whatever that's going to be, whether it's going to be saying, we're not getting a space case, we're just sitting down and we're doing this, whatever it is, just beginning to discover how to carve out that place with God for myself. And, becoming the person that I believe is calling me to be. So let's stand and pray. What I would hate is that if you're part of our church and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, the historical Jesus and the one that's with us now. And I want to encourage you this year to set yourself a challenge, body, soul, and mind. Also a practical one. Don't have a day go by where you don't say the name Jesus. Make sure that in your day you say his name. Loudly, softly, slowly, quietly, whatever, whispering, just say his name. Let's start the day, let's end the day, let's say his name as a people and begin to build a culture of never being able to escape our need for God. So this invitation for us today as we just wrap this up. To call on him, to ask him to be people who push beyond our fear, our shame, our laziness, and pursue God at all all costs. To begin to confess our faith and our sin and let the light in. Let others see the light. To begin to partner with God and see his kingdom come. So if Tony was here, he'd say, who's with me? And everyone would raise their hands and then big beats would start playing. It's like, who's with me? Now, now, now. You know? But He is here. So, who's with me?
1: No, no. You know?
0: We all have Tony inside of us. Yeah, But I just pray, Father, that the Tony in us would come out. <laughs> hey? It's good to laugh and, and tease. But there's things of God in, in everyone. So we can take the Tony, the part of God that's in Tony. But I pray, Father, that you'd find us to be people fasting, praying, seeking, growing, climbing, falling, loving, dreaming about greater things in your kingdom. Taking more risks, giving. You can fill in whatever the things are you want to be found as. Just find us to be your people, Father. Set us up again, Jesus. This year. We never go a day without saying your name, Jesus. Just come right now, Holy Spirit. We welcome your presence. We just speak your name, Jesus, the powerful name, the wonderful name, Jesus. It's so good, Father, to know you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. We welcome you into our fears into our anxieties. We welcome you, Father. We thank you that we have an inheritance set ahead of us. that's undefiled. It's eternal. It's unshakable something that, that, that can't be stolen or robbed from us. As, as Paul went down from being this grand apostle to being this, this brother in Christ and then a servant and then even a prisoner, Father, but the inheritance was firmly set. We thank you, God, that whatever the things come, we know what we're inheriting in you, Father, over and over again. So I pray this morning for each of my friends that there would be a sense of revelation on what we inherit in your kingdom, Father relationship with you the fullness of life in you yeah and i just speak that freedom over you again now to stop the struggle and to embrace god's promotion his tactic on promoting you It's go down so that i can bring you up because i'm up so it's come down so that you know that you need me and that when you're in that place let me take you up because i know your heart in that place Just release the word of promotion over you again, friends. In Jesus' name, that God wants to promote and to elevate because He knows our hearts and He finds us to be faithful. Seek us and know us, Holy Spirit. Come, let the light in again. Let the light in again. Some of us. uh, it's not nice because some of these things are really old these basement things and it's like you're down in some Swiss bunker you know the monster's so deep down and the light is like you've got to travel through a tunnel to get there but you know the light is so powerful you can see light from far away so we thank you Holy Spirit that in that swiftness you come and your mercy and your kindness and your grace is always enough for us I pray for everyone here God that there wouldn't be things that are rattling us and shaking us these dead trees, just just come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. So I encourage you, confess some things to someone, what you're seeking after, and things that you did in the past that you feel like you still just need to break the shame off of. Just begin to speak it out. The words then become flesh, they come into existence and there's a freedom. Amen. 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 Thanks for coming, everybody. Love it to be together. Hope this was helpful. If you don't get our emails, It's Jess. She'll take your email address and you can get them. Oh, there's the list. You can write your name over there. And uh, we must all have a blessed Sunday. Peace be with you.